Hello and welcome to the Super 90s Brothers. I am your host, Brennan Pointer. Along with me is Adam J. Pitzler. How's it going, buddy? With you, as always, it's Adam. Good, man. How are you? Oh, you know, I could be... I can be better. It's been a been a tough week here in Spokane. Uh, really? Well, I mean, not too tough, but like it's you know it's been a it's not exactly, sad week. It's not exactly Ethiopia over there. It, it, well, no, not exactly. Uh, Ethiopia is kind of like my go-to when I'm comparing places to live. People complain about anywhere they live in the United States. I'm like, what? You could be living in Ethiopia. I imagine I don't have a lot of fans in Ethiopia. No. No, I'm not really complaining about like, living in. I'm not complaining about living in Spokane. I'm more complaining about like you know the vibe of Spokane right now. Like, oh know, right, right. You know, Gonzaga lost the national championship, and uh, and and that was. I mean, it was it was cool to be there, and it was, you know, but it's uh, you know, lame to lose it, and the kind of the way they lost it was kind of. Awful. That was awful. It was an awful ending with with yeah. William Gus getting his like rolling his ankle and your and all the foul trouble on both sides, just kind of like making the play. There was forty four fouls in that game. That's one foul a minute. It was just yeah. it was such a it was such a hard to watch game. And then the ending was just so ugly. I am, it, I I just felt I felt really bad for Gonzaga and all my Spokane friends. Um, I don't know if you know that if you've seen like if you've followed up on it all. At the very end, you know, they had that tie-up at the very end, um, and they called it a jump ball. Well, the North Carolina player clearly had his hand out of bounds, and they called it a jump ball. It should have been Gonzaga ball, and that was when we were only um, – that was 44 seconds left, and we were only down by one. Um, yeah, I did see that. It sucks. I mean, um, I don't know what else to say. It just sucks. It sucks, yeah. But uh, other than that, everything's going, everything's going pretty well. Um so, well, why uh, you, uh, other than your favorite basketball team, you know, losing the national championship in like epically, you know, hard to watch fashion. <laughs> you know, I, I will get to it off my chest because there's a lot of people live here in Spokane um, that listen to our show, and I will say one thing: I have a big issue with people who purposely like troll people, like who live who've lived in Spokane their whole life, who are like totally not on this whole like. Gonzaga thing, like have some respect for your community that you lived in your entire life, instead of like trying to like bring down like friends and family that actually like enjoy watching the team. I, I feel I feel, very, I feel very strongly about that. Like it's not like NFL or whatever. Like, and the thing is, like, I there were tons of people that were like that I've known to be Gonzaga haters or like not like really believers forever, and like they bought into it. And then there's like this people on the fringe who are like. Go UNC or like posting mains and like totally just like laughing in the spite of like hundreds of thousands of Spokane people who've lived here their whole life and like it really irks me. That's all I got to say about that. It does feel a little like kicking a man while he's down. I'll agree to that. I I, I know a couple people on our Facebook list that you're <clears throat> referring to. At least I think I do. We haven't spoken about this. I'm pretty sure I know. And uh, <laughs> I, I agree that it, it doesn't. It's too soon, you know what I mean? Like, I get it. You're too cool to like Gonzaga. You didn't just have your heart broken like so many other people did. And you feel, like, cool now because you made the right decision not to invest, like, emotionally. And it's like, 
first of all, fine. You feel like that? Fine. Do you, do you got to, like, throw it in people's face? Especially, like, when the wound is so fresh. I, I agree with you. I just think it's, I don't know, it's kind of kicking a man while he's down. I, I would never try to do that to people. Yeah, I mean, I get people who, you know, they they they, they don't get, they don't buy into like NFL teams, stuff like that. Players that are making millions upon millions of money and stuff like that. But when you're when you're when you're just rooting for a school team with these kids who make no money or they, you know, they just they're playing for with passion, like it just it, it it's a little bit harder for me to like. Stomach. Yeah, Gonzaga basketball is very entrenched in the Spokane community, and it's <clears throat> anyway. This is anyway. a show about uh, <laughs> We won't get too deep, but for those of you who don't know, it's kind of a big deal that Gonzaga made it to the national title game for Spokane. I mean, it's, I mean, it's Spokane's, you know, national stage all of a sudden. And yeah. Anyway, it, yeah. I was proud of the team, but it was a tough ending. Definitely. So let's yeah, so, let's move on. Why don't you uh, start us off? Yeah, I, I want to start real quick by thanking our fans. On our Facebook, our Twitter, all that you can you can email us if you want to interact with us at super nineties brothers at gmail dot com. You can give us feedback on the show. You can tell us things that we screwed up, or you can request other nineties TV shows that you want us to review. Um, I'd also like to ask all of you to give us those five star reviews on iTunes. It would mean a lot to us if you went to our iTunes page and gave us a five star review. We are trying to get more uh, traction in this whole podcast thing, and if you think we're good. That would help us, and then other people could hear us, too. Uh, I also want to specifically thank a few fans who reacted to us on Facebook this last week. Um, Alejandra Ramirez, Kristen Rich, Kathleen Peacock, Brittany Bible, Randy Van Dyke, Mika Williams, Samantha Ellis, Mindy Walsh-Gill, Jonesy, Rivera, Kelly Berry, Kelly Berry, Melissa Vandermark, Michael Johnson, Tim Watts, and Samantha Taylor. So thank all of you for listening to the show, reacting to the show, and how you feel. And we really does we really do appreciate it. It fuels us and keep it up. Thank you. Yeah, thank everyone. Thanks to everyone for uh, you know listening and and liking our page and stuff. It's uh you know it's been a, a great reaction so far. Um and um it's a, I'm excited to do this show every week now instead of doing fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, me too. It seems like um, we're getting a lot better response. So anyway, last week's show was on Are You Afraid of the Dark? We hope you enjoyed it. You can click that podcast on our page or our former podcast. We covered such favorites as The Adventures of Pete and Pete and uh, the movie The Wizard and the other one escapes me right now. But uh, today we are talking about another 90s Nickelodeon favorite because that's kind of our theme right now. We're talking about The Secret World of Alex Mack. Yeah. You didn't, the Secret World to, of oh. Alex Mack. <laughs> you're supposed to I go, oh. Give, I couldn't give you that because I, I just, I, you know, I just. I can't. I'm, I'm a little bit. I, I'm a little bit underwhelmed with this show. With this Alex <laughs> Mack show? Yeah. Uh-huh. So okay. So let's. We'll get to that. Brennan. Uh, Brennan doing his homework like a busy busy bee. Uh, actually bought and watched the pilot for the secret role of Alex Mack. So before I get into all of my opinions, because we know I have them, why don't you give us your quick overview of what happens in the pilot of Secret World of Alex Mack, and then we'll just tell me what happens, then we'll kind of dig into how you feel about it. Okay, okay, so let me lay it out here. First of all, I'm not the best storyteller. I'm not the best at, like, reading, like, stuff that I've watched, but I just <laughs> that's a, watched... That's this. a great opening, by the way. <laughs> I, just, I, just watched, I just watched this last night, and I watched the first 
kind of, I even downloaded the second episode just in case I got into it. The one interesting thing that I found about about it is like a lot of people have like positive, positive, po- positively reviewed this show. Like it's like at a seven point eight on like IMDb and like some other aggregate sites. There's like it has a pretty high rank. And I was like thinking, oh, like maybe this is like a cult classic show, like a cult classic Nickelodeon show. Like maybe we need to like really so, get get into it. And uh, so your expectations were high. My expectations were a little high. I mean, I remember watching this show when I was a um, a youngin, and it was a it was a good show. Like Lois Olenek was cute. So, anyways, opening of the show, the the first pilot, you kind of you learn about Alex Mack and that she's like kind of this tomboyish girl. Like she she has this like really smart sister who's like, and her parents like work at this um this facility, this, like, plant, uh, science facility. It's like I don't a, think... It's like a power yeah. plant or something. Power plant, yeah. And, well, the first scene is, like, her dad's, like, on his laptop. First of all, it's, like, 1994, and, like, people didn't really have laptops in 1994. And he's, like, looking at this, like, chemical compound, and then, like, he just, like, asks his, like, smart daughter, like, what do you think? And then she, like, gets on it, and she's, like, blah, blah, blah. And, like, so basically they're setting up this whole thing, like, her dad works there, and then her sister's, like, a brain. And then, but, like, meanwhile, like, Alex Mack is, like, in her room, like, trying to wake up for the first day of junior high. Um, she goes to school. People make fun of her. She's kind of a, you know. Because she's a tomboy? She's a geek. She's, yeah, she's a geek. And she gets, like, okay. made, made fun of by uh, uh, Jessica, a character, the character Jessica, who is also Jessica Alba. Who is seriously the only famous person like from this TV show? Um, um, also, um, Alex Mack also has like a, a black friend Ray or Raymond, and he is kind of like a, he's the comedy of the show. But he's like a, a ladies' man. Like he's like only he's like the first day of junior high, and he's like trying to like he's like talking about all the girls. He's like, oh, I'm gonna like. I don't think he says Mack on all the honey. Is like that would be. I think that'd be a little, <laughs> that would be a little but, bit too But, but your but, point is well made. He was macking he, he, on all the honeys. And, like, one of the lines in the first episode, like, Alex Mack says to him, well, I'm a girl. And he's like, yeah, I don't really consider you a girl. And so, obviously, like, they're setting up, like, this future, like, love thing between them someday, like, whenever this happens. And then there's another, there's, like, another love interest that Alex Mack was, like, she really liked some, like, blonde-head, blue-eyed boy. He was like... Anyways, long story short, um, meanwhile, at the power plant, they're, like, making this new chemical formula, like, that's, like, really untested. I don't, I don't really know anything about it. <laughs> long story short, Alex Mack, like... Too late. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alex Mack is, like, walking home from school after a bad day of school, and steps in the front of this truck that's driving in the street. It's carrying these chemicals. The driver, like, is, like, meanwhile, like, he's eating a, like, pizza or something and, like, doesn't see her, and he, like, has to swerve, and then all these chemicals go all over everywhere, and, like, they fall on Alex Mack, and lo and behold, she, gets, she gains these superpowers. And then that's kind of the, the start of the show, first, like, ten minutes, and then we learn about her powers. That's it. That's all that happens in the first show. And all I can say okay. is it's very bad. <laughs> okay, do you remember what her powers were? It was like she could turn into like a, a puddle of 
and like move around and then she would reform and she would look by herself again. She also yeah. like had telekinesis, right? She could like move things with her mind, right? Yes, exactly. Like she gets all these like yeah, these superhuman powers, but yeah, like telekinesis. Um, she also like glows orange every time. Like I think it's like almost like when she's, she's like nervous or shy. When she's or nervous or shy, yeah, exactly. And so like she has to like hide it. But like the funny thing is, is like when she's glowing orange, you can just tell that they're like this basically doing a really bad like visual effects with like changing like changing the opacity. That like this, it's really terrible like visual effects. Uh, but yeah, I mean. Well, it was 1994, right? <laughs> and it was a Nickelodeon show. You're right. Uh, yeah. And I think probably along the way she might she might gain some other um, powers. I, I'm I not remember, sure. I remember, I remember her being able to, like, shoot lightning bolts out of her fingers. They weren't, like, aggressive lightning bolts. They were more like it would turn on the lamp or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like electricity <laughs> bolts, I guess. She got to control electricity. Um, that's another thing she could do. Like basically, they give her all these like great powers, but um, but the only thing I could think of when I was watching this show was like, you know what? This is like Peter Parker esque, like this is like Peter Parker, like, this is Spider Man, like basically, like this is basically, they're basically what? like they just like they, they stole they, they like were like what ha- what would happen if Peter Parker was a girl and instead of living in New York, they lived in like Suburbia, basically. Eh, I mean, there's not, I, like every comic book story is kind of like Alex Mack. You're right. They, they get true. bit by something, or they fall in toxic waste, or the Ninja Turtles, you know, in the Secret of the Ooze, you know, they and they give them super super ordinary powers that in, entices viewers like us when we're like 12 years old. Let me tell you what I remember about this show. I yeah, remember thinking, please. I remember the pilot. I remember thinking Jessica Alba was so hot. I was like, you know, 10 years old or whatever, and she was probably like 13. And I thought she was so hot. And I remember thinking that Alex Mack had like no chance with her little boy crush because her little boy crush was already with Jessica Alba. I'm like, yeah, that ain't happening. You need to like set your sights lower like in my head because <laughs> I thought Jessica Alba was so pretty. And I hadn't really seen girls like Jessica Alba much at that point in my life. Like, like really pretty mixed race girls. You know what I mean? Like that, there wasn't, they were just starting to come into bloom, really, in television, like, <laughs> history. And so I remember thinking, wow, what, that girl is so pretty. Like, I didn't understand, like, because I had never seen a girl like that. So, first of all, just, like, the number one thing I remember about this show is how high this cowboy was. Aside from that, the number two thing I remember was how pretty Alursa Olenek was. Now, she wasn't, I mean, the very first season, she was just kind of a kid, so she was still kind of growing into it a little bit. But, like, mm-hmm. by, the, by the second season, third season, man, she was such a pretty girl. I had, like, this poster of her up in my closet where she was, like, her, like, uh, she was wearing this, like, little blue blouse and her, like, navel showing. And she was, like, pouring glitter on herself. It was oddly erotic for, like, a 13-year-old <laughs> glamour photo. <laughs> that, that, that is really weird. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean the, the, that I mean that picture stayed up on my closet for I don't know three four years. Like I I thought she was really pretty. Um, I remember like the friend Ray being kind of dumb. I didn't he have like this kind of weird delivery with his lines? He was kind of like you know he wasn't really saying all of his words all the way. You know what I mean? And it, he had kind of like do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I 
he was he was very forgettable and like the the like he was there like he was like in like a lot of the scenes but like what was funny about him is like so he like shows up in the beginning of the show and like he's like he like he just walks in the house and like the mom like totally ignores him like <laughs> that's like, so racist. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Like, and uh, it was like he just like was just there. Like, I don't really remember him delivering lines like that, but like he was very like trying to be like this cool kid. And it he was kind of a move. dork, though, right? I mean, yeah, he was a dork. Yeah, yeah, they were bo- they were both nerds. They were trying to be like make these kids like not, and they weren't nerds. They weren't like smart. They were just like they were just like you know yeah they weren't. Very cool, I guess. Um, okay. Okay. And then uh, Alex had, like, a kind of a hot older sister, too, named Annie, who wasn't... Yep. She didn't seem hot compared to Larissa Olenek and Jessica Alba, but she was kind of hot, don't you think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and she... I remember, I remember liking her character a lot, actually, because she would always, like, come up with a smart way to get out of, like, trouble. She, you know... She was yeah. the Donatello of the Ninja Turtle groups. No, that, that's what this is. Like she was Donatello and Ray was Michelangelo, and, and uh, then she was no, I can't I don't think know. of it. She she was she was Splinter. <laughs> no, I this is, I also remember this show. They had like the there was a woman like an evil woman CEO who oversaw the power plant, and she yeah. was brewing this mean chemical. But what I remember even more than her was like the bumbling truck driver. The stupid, yeah, yeah. worthless truck driver that, like, first of all, if this chemical is so damn dangerous, why the hell doesn't aren't those doors locked or whatever? Like, <laughs> this truck gets on a crash. Shouldn't the chemicals just be contained to the truck? Instead, they, like, fly everywhere, if memory serves, and they, like, douse Alex Mack in it, and it's really unfortunate timing. But more than that, the, the bumbling truck driver becomes sort of, like, the main antagonist of the show. Like, he becomes, like, the team rocket of the show, where he's, like, in every episode, he's, like, trying to track down Alex and trying to chase her down, and they, like, don't know who Alex is. They just know it's some little girl in the area. So he's, like, yeah. always kind of snooping around for, like, secret powers and stuff like that, and she's always, like, narrowly evading him. I remember, like, thinking that he wasn't a very good bad guy. Like, he wasn't very evil. He was kind of dumb. And if this, like, evil power plant is so, like, protective of this patent or, or what this little girl can do. Why are they sending the bumbling idiot truck driver after her? Like, you don't have anybody better than that? There, oh, so there is another bag. There's the, the, the CEO who's, like, the, the big, like, the brains. And then there's, like, a second guy who is, like, kind of, like, let's say he's, like, a, a VP. And he is, like, the one, like, in charge of the bumbling idiot driver. And... The, 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 that was the one thing that really like annoyed me about it the most was like the the driver was so stupid like it was it was like it was so overly acted and bad and like yeah um, and like he, the guy's like telling him like make sure make sure you take the stuff to the place and like don't stop <laughs> anywhere don't stop anywhere and like the driver's like and the driver's like he's like eating his pizza not paying attention. Like, He's like, well, can I go get something to eat? I'm kind of hungry. And like, and, he, and and the guy's like, the guy's like, no, don't stop anywhere. 
And then clearly the guy stops, and they don't show it or anything, but, like, that's why he got into the car accident. And then, like, so, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a run-on joke. Like, the guy, like, they're, like, trying to find, they're trying to find Alex. And um, and then every time they're, like, talking about, like, going to find her, the truck driver's, like, the truck driver asks, he's, like, well, can we go get something to eat? Like. <laughs> <laughs> and he wasn't like that, was he? Wasn't he just, like, a regular guy? Yeah, he kind of looked like me, yeah. <laughs> okay, he's a little fat. Oh, stop. Oh, stop. Just kidding. Oh, stop. Just okay, so uh, I want to get back more to Larissa Atlantic being hot. So, uh, so she did that uh, 10 Things I Hate About You movie. Yeah. And uh, I never go see those kind of movies. Like, Brennan can vouch. I hate those kind of movies. I, like, went and saw that movie, like, the weekend it came out. <laughs> That's how odd mm-hmm. I thought she was. And then she did she did this movie called Hundred Girls, which wasn't very good. And she was like um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's like girlfriend in Third Rock from the Sun. So of course I started watching Third Rock from the Sun. Like I yeah. was like kind of obsessed. I was like kind of obsessed with this girl to be honest. I was like I read her wiki yesterday, and they said they told this really funny story where she she had to get a restraining order against some crazy fan like me who was a some guy who was like completely obsessed with her, and he like changed his name to hers. To like oh get her attention, you know, and he he was like always seeing her presence and blah blah blah. So anyway, I wasn't alone in, in sort of my obsession for Larissa Olenek. Um She went on <laughs> later. She went on later to. She was in this episode of Malcolm in the Middle where she was like she was one of Reese's army buddies, and but she was a <laughs> lesbian, and she like shows up and she gives Lois the mom like a like a, a foot massage sort of or leg massage. And the camera doesn't, the camera doesn't show it exactly, but like she has a crush on Lois in this episode, and the camera like pans up to Lois's face, who's like experiencing the pleasure of the leg massage, and then suddenly Lois's face like completely changes. Lois goes, "Uh, your hands got a little high." She had, like, worked her way all the way up to Lois's crotch. And, like, then, like, Larissa Olenek has to, like, complain that she's a lesbian. She has this huge crush on Lois. I thought that was, like, a really odd character for her to play. And she she looked kind of chubby in the episode, too, which had me mighty disappointing because, I had, you know, I had this larger-than-life image of her in my head. Also, she played, like, a really small role in Mad Men. Just a yeah, years that's what I of. She was that tall, uh, goofy, uh, blonde writer guy's wife, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty. Yes, yes. Uh huh. I forgot what his I name. Can't name remember that guy. I, I, I can't remember his name. Um, Ken. No, was it Ken? I don't remember. Um, I don't know. He was forgettable. Was he was a he was a writer. That's all I remember. All I know, and then he loses his eye in one of the episodes. Yeah, yeah, he loses his eye at some point. Okay, um, so <clears throat> so that's my my backstory on Lorsa Atlantic being hot. Um, you, you have anything to add to that? Um, I mean, not really. I mean, like I. I didn't see any of those things you talked about except for, like, uh, 10 things I hate about you. And, like, obviously that's, like, one of, obviously that's one of, like, my favorite high school movies of all time. So. <laughs> I hate, I hate this, I hate the scene where Heath Ledger, like, sings to the girl on the football field. I don't know why, I hate that flipping scene. I think it's so stupid. But. Yeah, right, it's, okay. yeah. I mean, I, I, I like, I mean, it has two really good actors in it, obviously Heath Ledger and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and so and it's kind and of that, like I love the 
I love the dad too. I can't. I can mm. never remember that guy's name, but the guy that plays the dad. Yes, I don't remember his name, but he's like he was in a lot of things, like in the uh, '90s, like uh, playing like the like the dad role. No. Christopher um, Guest movies. That's what I was trying to say. He's he's like one of the Christopher Guest troops. Oh yeah. Um, I can't and, then there's also, and then there's also, anyways, we're talking about we can we can do an episode on Ten Things I about you later because like that was, <laughs> a, that was in the that was a late nineties movie. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's get back to the show. So, do you have any favorite episodes that you recall? I, you know, I I I, I was going through this yesterday with like Abby, and I was like trying to like think about like I was like Abby, did you watch the show? And and she was like, Yeah, I did. I'm like, Do you remember any good episodes? She's like, Not really. And I was like, I like I remember watching the show a lot. And I don't remember anything about it. I think it's because they just they just recycled the same plot over and over again. It was basically like Alex Mack would like she'd get into like some type of situation, like we're talking about. Her sister would have to like figure help her figure it out, and then like the truck drivers look snooping around. <laughs> yeah, and I think it was basically the same show recycled over and over again with like new elements put in, like, like crushes or, like, you know, stuff going on at, like, like at the... Well, yeah, like, it, it, it's like, I remember it one thing, like, she, she kept on trying to, like, always sneak back in to the, like, the facilities. Like, power she was plant. always... The power plant, yeah. Like she was always trying to get back there because they wanted to get find an antidote. Um, and... Well, in the very last episode... The dad like reveals that he has an antidote. I I can't remember if she uses it or not. I assume she does, but I really don't remember. All I know is that like the dad had been working on an antidote the whole time, and the dad's like, "You and your sister would have just told us we could have saved you all this trouble." But the dad makes a funny point in the last episode. He's like, "Why in the world wouldn't you tell your parents?" And Alex is like, "I don't know. We thought we'd get in trouble, or it's just some stupid answer." And it it was clear. It was clear to me that it was like, okay, that was just like a bad plot, kind of, that the kids never tell their parents. But I mean, it helped add to the suspense of the show. But I think you're right. right. I think it was kind of, I think it was kind of a forgettable show because of the the format. It was just yeah. kind of very re- redundant. And I mean, I remember a couple episodes. I remember this one episode where it was like Christmas, and I think Alex was working at like a Christmas tree farm with her dad, or maybe I'm watching two other shows. But anyway, at the end of Christmas, she, like, doesn't have any money, and she feels really bad. So instead of, like, buying people gifts, she, like, stays up all night. And she, like, I, the only real thing I remember is she, like, fixes somebody's sweater. She, like, uses her little powers, you know, to, like, knit somebody's sweater and, like, put back together a vase that had been broken or something like that. And in the Christmas morning, everyone, like, loves her for it because it was all, like, kind of, like, chores that they'd been avoiding doing, you know? Right. Yeah, I mean, you're making like you're making yeah, like background noises. Um, yeah, no, it's just I'm upstairs. Um, so I, yeah, I was talking to like I said, talking to Abby about it. She remembers the show. Um, I was talking, but then I admit, like somebody else asked me, like, "Hey, what show are you doing this week?" I was like, "Oh, we're going to see the world of Alex Mack, and he's only one year younger than me." He's like, "Oh, never watched it," and I was like, "Hmm," and I was thinking, like, "Yeah, I just." There's nothing. It's not a very memorable show. Like, do you think people like really have strong memories about this show, other than the fact that like Larissa, Larissa was like, oh, Lana is hot. Yeah, exactly. Like, 
So, so in other words, is this like the 12-year-old boy version of Baywatch? Did we only watch it for the eye candy, and we weren't <laughs> even paying attention to what was going on? I, I, I think that probably was it. Like, I think they just, like, they found a cute girl to play the part, and and she only became cuter as she grew up, and so they just kind of, like, kept on going with it, and, like, I mean, the show ran for, I think, four seasons. It had 120, 126, like, episodes. And I was thinking, like, that's a, really, that's a lot of episodes for only four seasons. Like, yeah, well, it was Nick, and they always had, like, 20 to 25 episode seasons. Yeah, I did. I, like, they don't, do they make that long of episodes today? Like, I mean, not many no. episodes, like... Well, like, I didn't... don't... Maybe on crappy Nick shows. I don't know. Like, The Sweet Life with Zach and Cody and all that crap. I don't know. Maybe. I, I guess. Those, yeah, shows are, those shows are all the same, too. But uh, another thing, like, I'm kind of about the aesthetics of the, the show. I may have used the wrong word there. But, like, it had, like, the first episode had a really bad, like, like or a really good, I guess, B-quality film, like, feel. Like, it felt like a B-movie. Like, it felt like it was, it's, I, like, when I was watching it, I was just like, oh, it's like, I was thinking about your show, um, and I was thinking, oh, this is, like, the same, like, almost the same quality. Like, it has that, like, B-movie aesthetic, you know? Like, it was just, uh, like, kind of, like... You're talking about yeah. my feature film? Yeah, sorry, yeah, your your feature film. Like, it had, like, that aesthetic. Like, it was very, like, very campy. Like, like the dad's, like, very goofy, too. Like, um, everyone, like, has, like, a stick. Like, and, yeah. uh, except, and the only people that play it straight in the show are, like, Alex Mack and, like, her sister. And, like, um, and so it was very, like, very, like, yeah. Well, I appreciate you plugging my, plugging my I appreciate you plugging my feature film. If anybody wants to check it out, you can go to www.adampittsburgh.com and watch, uh, learn more about that. But we're not here to do that um, <laughs> right now, anyway. So uh, I would say that um, I remember one other episode. Um, they had this like kind of goofy friend named um, Oh man, I don't remember his name, but he was a he had red hair and it was like curly and he was kind of pale. And he he definitely wasn't in season one. He came in a later season. Um, but anyway, there was this episode where, like, somebody got trapped under this giant, like, concrete pipe. And, like, he went over to help them. And Alex Mack saw this from afar. And she, like, lifted the pipe with her mind. And then, like, the news thought this guy was some sort of, like, strong man, some sort of superhero, because he lifted this, like, giant pipe. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. Alex, like... And, like, Ray, like, eventually figured out that, like, Alex did it and he wasn't the hero. And that made him feel really bad. And then at the very end of the episode, there was, like, this weird, like, recreation of the scene so that the news could, like, get it on camera. And they, like, <laughs> actually stuck somebody under this pipe again, <laughs> which I thought was a little dangerous. <laughs> and, and then, like, he does it again and he, like, does it without Alex's help, you know, I don't know how, but... That that's like really the only other episode I remember. So if this show were streaming on Netflix or something, would you would you watch it? No, I don't I, think I, I would. I I I'd hit it and quit it like I did it with like with the pilot. I I could have watched the second episode. I chose not to because I just felt like I I gathered all the information I needed about the show. Like it's very for the rec- like for the for the record, I don't approve of the phrase "hit it and quit it" when referring to like a twelve-year-old girl show. <laughs> 
say thank you. I I, I meant it like I am like, not the only one who thought that after you said that. Okay, listeners, <laughs> back me up. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe I used the wrong choice of words there. Um, that's right. Um, but yeah, it was. It's not that good of a show. It's it it doesn't deserve the the seven point eight rating that it's uh, currently getting on uh, IMDb. Well, what? I think it would be fair, more fair, I think it would be more fair to say that it was clearly just a kid's show. And that shows right. like Pete and Pete and Are You Afraid of the Dark, they're shows that you can kind of appreciate as an adult, and I don't know that this one is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'd like to, you know, in the future, I'd like to, we'll do more, like, Nickelodeon shows, and I want to go back and watch, you know, more of them, like, Clarissa, like, Clarissa explains it all, like, that kid was out at the same time. Well, actually, a little bit before... But um, but yeah, like does that one hold? Like does that hold up? Like how many of these Nickelodeon shows like actually hold up? You know, I well we'll talk about them in future episodes. Um, I want to go through a few more uh, points here. If they rebooted the show, The Secret World of you know Franny Mac or whatever, that was some weird mortgage name. <laughs> I just combined like Fanny Mae and Freddie Mac into Franny Mac. Don't ask <laughs> me where that came from, but. Okay, so the secret world of Franny Mac, you know, a young girl who's obsessed with being a mortgage broker, gets douched by, you know, chemicals, and there's some new <laughs> spinoff on, on Nick. What, what do you think? Do you think they would even do that? And if they did, would you let your kids watch it? I mean, I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to, like, police what my kids watch, like, and when it, if it's on Nickelodeon. Like, if they say it's okay, then, it's, you know, it's okay by me. Uh, yeah, I it's on the internet. Could, it must be true. <laughs> I, I, I think I don't think they could reboot this show. I mean, they could reboot it. Just I mean, I just don't think there's much nostalgia here. Like, I don't think it's very like. I mean, like, like I feel like when they reboot stuff nowadays, like they're trying to re, they're trying to like we talked about this last week. It's like they're trying to like bank on the fact that like parents used to watch this show, and I don't think Alex Mack has like that big of a following to like reboot and actually be very successful, you know? Maybe. Um, I don't know. I'm always surprised by the stuff they reboot. Half yeah, the like, they'll, like, they'll, like they'll reboot it and it will be about, like, Raymond and Alex Mack's, like, son. and Their mixed-race son. Just like Jessica Alba. They started the, the mixed-race beauties and they're going to continue it. <laughs> and uh, that's one thing I like to know. There's, like, this... this did Alex Mack and, like, Raymond, did they finally get together at the end? Like, were they, like, together? I don't think or is so. That, like... Maybe. Okay. I, don't, I don't know. I, I, honestly, I would guess that, like, an inter, uh, interracial relationship on Nickelodeon in, like, 1996 with, like, 15-year-olds actually may have been something they would probably want to avoid. That's just me guessing politics of the time. I don't really remember. Our, our listeners can correct us if I'm wrong. That, that's true. I mean, I, I don't think there was – I don't think that was very – Tabula back then. I, I mean, it was it was the nineties, so um, it's, it's probably more taboo now than it is like back then. Everyone gets so like offended about everything now. Like you can't do anything without like or without offending someone, you know. So can't. Yeah, can't, that's right. You can't make a Pepsi commercial about protesting without everyone freaking out about it. Okay. You can't do anything anymore without someone. Speaking of that. We're going to talk about the king of what you can't say and do on television anymore in our next week's podcast, which we're going to talk about 
seriously, like, my favorite show, like, ever, Married with Children. Now, th- now this is a show I, I do remember, and then the lucky thing is that it's still on syndication. You can still watch it. It's like, I think it's, like, the first show we've done that we can actually go back and watch. Um, I don't, I don't <laughs> need to rewatch. I've seen this show. I've watched this whole show through at least twice on, like, Netflix or whatever stream it was on a couple years back. And I, I, like, I have continued to watch this show my whole life. This show has never gotten old to me. I am always able to turn this show on and laugh. It's like my Andy Griffith show. My stepdad still watches Andy Griffith to this day. Like, he'll just turn on and he'll, like, start laughing at it. He just loves it. This is my Andy Griffith. I love Married with Children. But what they said and did on that show would never fly today. And, and I think that's going to largely be what we talk about next week. So stay tuned, stay tuned for that. And, uh, yeah, do you have anything else to say? I don't. Thanks for listening. Um, and um, I'm sorry if we offended any of you by anything we said today on the show. So if, if we did offend you, send us an email at uh, the Super 90s Brothers, and that's all spelt out. There's no numbers, super90sbrothers at gmail.com. You, you send a show idea, question, person us out. We would love some hate mail. Like, I... Like, we haven't got an email yet, but, like, I'd love some hate mail. I, like, send, I send you hate mail all the time. You just don't reply, respond. So, yeah. But so yeah. we will respond so, to you if you send us hate mail. So. Yeah, my, <laughs> my hate mail's really mean. That's probably why. But anyway. Um, yeah, so for Brennan for Britain Pointer, I'm Adam Pitzer. This has been another chilling edition of Super 90s Brothers, Alex Mack style. We'll be back next week to talk about Married with Children, and we hope to interact with you. Have a good, have a good week, man. Yeah, you too. Peace.